welcome back to We Thought About It. We thought about it. We figured we'd do it again. It was so much fun. We thought about it. Doctor and botanist, born in 1707, Carl Linnaeus. Welcome to We Thought. We, uh, well, we've done a ramble episode in the past, but we figured we'd uh, just uh, throw it in there under the Weed Thought labels, so... We're back with a We'd Thought Ramble. This time, we've got Doom here. And uh, if you couldn't guess from her lovely song, she's going to talk to us about Carl Bananas today. This is a topic I'm very passionate about. However, I don't know if I'm for or against Linnaeus. Very controversial figure in the world of everything. <laughs> The world of everything. In the world of everything. I mean, we might as well break it down then. Why would you be pro Linnaeus? Okay, so basically, let's like start off with like who the frick. I can say fuck. Who the fuck Linnaeus is? (laughs) (laughs) So this guy was born in Sweden, right? And, um,. He had a passion for plants, and he's not afraid to show it. And he went to school for botany. Also, a zoologist. He went to school for that, too. And I think he was also, um, what's it called, a human doctor? (laughs) (laughs) I think that's, um, most people would just, you know, just call that a doctor, I think. He was a general biologist, we'll just say. And so... (laughs) Um, <laughs> he just, he, uh, he, he had those fancy degrees. He went to Lund University, I think is how it's pronounced in like the Swedish language. Um, and then <laughs> he basically, okay. So like when you're thinking about the scientific name of everything, like humans are homo erectus, um, there's plants i'm trying to think off all the soft top of my head but like they all have a latin name right so you have like the common name that you use for things and then you have like the scientific name for things my like, boy uh, linnaeus well yeah, exactly or like caddis uh, felinus i think is what it's called or feline caddis F- felinus domesticus uh, yeah that's yeah. what yeah. cats are that's Something what we like have that. right next yeah. to us um he invented that naming system and it's called the binomial nomenclature so he basically invented the way that we name everything minerals bacteria people mammals fish plants all of it he invented the naming system for that um so it's a pro because he streamlined it and how things are to be named because before that people just named everything whatever the fuck they felt like like there were ju- and like there was like there was differences across languages so somebody who has something that's native to china would have a different name for something that was also in like the americas or something like that so he wanted a unified system that everybody could use in every language so he picked a dead language which was latin now <sighs> <laughs> this that's the pro is he streamlined it the con is 
he didn't find all of these things. He didn't discover all of these things, but he sure as fuck put his name on everything. So like something that Buddy discovered like a hundred years ago, he's like, that's mine now. And so there's <laughs> hundreds of thousands of species that have his designation at the end of all of their names. Hmm. And it's a little L. So the binomial nomenclature is like, it means two names is what it means in Latin. And so everything has two names. I mean, technically these days things have like six fucking names, but (laughs) (laughs) so it was like revamped in the 1950s, but the binomial nomenclature is still the basis for all those naming things. Um, but since he like just placed his fucking designation on the end of all of these things, people are like, so he's taking credit for like discovering humans and he's taking credit for like discovering sunflowers and like, so it's even on cannabis. Yeah. There, if you look at the scientific names for cannabis, there is a little fucking L on the end of it. He doesn't even spell it his own name. That's how fucking full of himself he is. He just puts an L. Like, you know who this is, bitch. Come on. <laughs> I had actually uh, seen that L on some names in the past and had wondered what it meant. So my curiosity has been uh, quenched. <laughs> so yeah, Carl Linnaeus named everything. And everything that was named after he died is based off of his naming system. Even though like it's slightly different these days, it's still based off of his naming system. Huh. So really influential, but at the same time kind of did it in a very corrupt way. Oh, yeah. No, the dude was like big on like cartels and like monopolies. And like, we're talking about a guy. (laughs) He's a self-professed messiah of biology. (laughs) Bro had 17 apostles. (laughs) I wonder why this dude was so controversial. All of his apostles... All of his apostles died on missions for him. He never actually went out and found anything. I mean, he found like maybe a few things here and there while he was like, you know, trekking around. Uh, But he didn't find like 500,000 different plants and species and like that kind of stuff. He just kind of renamed everything. And um, you'll see sativa a lot in plants. Uh, Because sativa doesn't actually mean like indica sativa. It means, well, I guess that's what it is these days. But (laughs) he, sativa means new or like fresh kind of thing. So it's a new thing that was found. So sativa means new in Latin, essentially. I'm kind of butchering the translation, but a lot of shit gets lost in translation sometimes. (laughs) Especially with a dead language. Exactly. No, in the 1700s, it was like all of the fucking like small dicked uh, scholars decided that they wanted to make themselves a little bit more interesting. And um, they would change their names to be Latin. It was called Latinizing your name. So Carl (laughs) Linnaeus was actually born Carl Linne. And... (laughs) (laughs) Or no, he wasn't Linné. It was like Nielsen. Because in Norse culture, your last name is after your dad. So you're like... Yeah, your Niels son. Your Niels son. Yeah. So it was Carl Nielsen. But then later he changed his name to Carlus Linnaeus to Latinize his name and make himself sound all fancy. 
<laughs> and you know what his dad did? He adopted the last name. <laughs> it's like that's pretty sweet son let's do it <laughs> all right my boy that was such a great idea <laughs> so he he was just like an all-around great guy i think we're going by a pretty loose definition of great there <laughs> so so let's 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 get a little bit more into the like the the fucked up shit that <laughs> doesn't actually have anything to do with biology that Carl Linnaeus did? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there was his 17 apostles that were lost because he sent them off to die uh, in the name of his name. <laughs> and then he also, oh, what did that guy do? So there was this tree that grew on the property of like where he grew up and Surprisingly, out of all of the things he renamed, he only named one thing after himself. And it wasn't the tree, it was the two it was these two fucking flowers that like to intertwine with each other. And so he named that after himself. It's like the Lene something. Hmm. But a lot of people like him because like again, he streamlined everything. A lot of people hate him because like he stole credit. That was his biggest. <laughs> I mean, you said he's, what, Swedish? Yeah. Sounds pretty typical of a white dude. <laughs> <laughs> European white guy. Yeah. <laughs> Why actually think of something when you can just take credit for what other people have done? Well, and that's exactly what he did. Um, and then he, he also designed that structure, that like kingdom, family, genus, species structure that we all yeah. use for everything. Um, and he was the one that actually first classified humans as monkeys. Okay. Okay. I can see how some people would hate him. <laughs> <laughs> so the man is pretty much the precursor for everything that we know about everything. His teachers said he was never going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to all the Mark Zuckerbergs out there. <laughs> so I just found something interesting. <laughs> I did not know he did this too. But basically, he also classified genders as well and so like especially with plants because like he was fucked up on plants and <laughs> i mean we're fucked up on plants <laughs> true <laughs> <laughs> he so he found that like he's like okay so obviously like everything must reproduce sexually like even rocks and <laughs> 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 he's a little out there and so he started classifying um, plants based on, like, so, like, how many stamens, that's, like, the, like, flower penis, he, like, would classify how many of those were on a plant, and he would call those husbands. And then he, like, had, like, the pistols for the female plants, which were, like, plant vaginas. He, uh, <laughs> he just... He classified those as wives. And apparently he wrote a whole fucking book on this. And, like, people were, like, getting really, like, hot and bothered over it. Because, like, he just got into, like, such erotic detail that it was basically <laughs> just pornography. <laughs> so people have always just been horny. Yep. 
Like, yep. People like the do. <laughs> they like the D. <laughs> I mean, even uh, Charles Darwin used the system. Yeah. So, I mean, eventually people learned how to kind of like keep it down in their pants and could read through it. But no, it was uh, <laughs> it was a hot piece of work for the 1700s. Well, I mean, ankles were, you know. <laughs> that was considered a show in a lot, so <laughs> show with thy ankle. <laughs> <laughs> Although he just like he kind of passed that off as like his like side quest on his like dream to monopolize how people name things globally. <laughs> I mean like you kinda you kinda gotta be a special kind of person to want to do something like that. Just kinda like the I don't know the, the 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 amount of like power that you're trying to flex over people to be like you got to use my system to name things and like it worked cuz it makes sense but also like dick move dude well he started <laughs> doing it because he went to Lapland which was north I don't know where north 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 <laughs> he went north and he found I think like 100 new plants and animals that hadn't been discovered yet and so he's like okay well i gotta name all these things how am i gonna name them and so he gave everything a name based on the earlier system of the binomial nomenclature and then all his buddies were looking at that and they're like little fucking circle jerk and they were like oh that's sick dude that's so cool dude that's sick (laughs) dude you might have like I do this over here? He's like, yeah, man. Well, I mean, in a time when people were Latinizing their names to sound classy, I'm not surprised that they took something like that and were like, oh, that's what makes me sound like a educated motherfucker. I sound real smart. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it, it, it kind of just exploded across the world. Um, And then, I mean... It has been revised today. I don't think it's called the binomial nomenclature. I think it still kind of is, but it's still kind of... It's very fucking funky. Like, nothing <laughs> in botany kind of, like, is solidified. Like, if you if you say you know everything there is to know about plants, you're lying. It's a lot like Excel. <laughs> Nobody knows Excel. <laughs> and basically, uh, the way they revised it, so they still keep, like, the the that kingdom chart thing right like you yeah have your kingdom families genus all that kind of stuff yeah yeah and so you kind of have the first two names that are kind of still the same and then you get into things like cultivars and cultivars are varieties of plants that have been man-made or like man domesticated like you think about like a cow today versus a cow 10,000 years ago, they're different. Oh, yeah, 100%. Humans have interfered a lot and stuff like that to not only, like, maximize profit, but just to make it more in every way, really. (laughs) exactly. Like, domesticating things and making it easier to grow, easier to produce, easier to profit off of, like, that kind of crap. Grow bigger fruit. Exactly. Grow, like, sturdier plants. Exactly. And so, one day, for a project, I had to... I forget what I was doing. I was trying to look for different cultivars of alfalfa. 
(laughs) (laughs) And the Canadian government has, like, this seed registry. The seed policy in Canada is insane. I'm not talking (laughs) cannabis. I'm talking wheat, barley, rye, canola, alfalfa. Like, they're just, like... It's a federal offense if you steal somebody's seeds. Like it's like a, like five years in prison if you oh, steal seeds. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why it's such a big issue when people like run onto these farms and steal canola plants and crap because like you have to license it from the grower and you pay essentially a subscription and they make the plants to be sterile essentially so that you can't clone them and you can't reproduce them so you have to pay like a subscription and you have to pay taxes and you have to pay like all this kind of stuff on seeds it's it's actually one of like the most heavily regulated industries in canada that's so weird mm-hmm to think that you know something that's natural is regulated so heavily well it's it's a uh, gmo plants so again with this alfalfa so i was looking through and so they cr- essentially create something like 40 new alfalfa uh cultivars a year now this is just one company <laughs> and so they had to they've changed the binomial nomenclature to numbers now so you have uh, alfalfa's latin name which I can't think of off the top of my head cultivar whatever cultivar that is like what's an easier one to think of tomatoes I'm growing tomatoes right now so I know a lot about tomatoes (laughs) alright scratch the alfalfa metaphor let's switch to tomatoes (laughs) We're talking about tomatoes the whole time. It was always tomatoes. I don't know what you're talking about. 1984. Uh, <laughs> please don't riot. Uh, <laughs> so tomatoes. So you have the tomato Latin name, which is Solonium lycopersicum. I've butchered that, but that's basically what it is. And then you have call or C. That marks cultivar. And then it would be something like Early Girl or like Roma or Roma Supremo or like um, Beefsteak. And then it gets into the numbers. (laughs) (laughs) So it'll be like 5,382. And then the next one will be 5,383, like something like that. And it just goes through this fucking list. You know how many alfalfa cultivars there are in Canada? Probably way too many. Yes, I got um, I got squirrely looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> so, is there any like relevance to the numbers? Um, yes, they're basically batches kind of thing. So, uh, when you're trying to when they're producing GMOs, basically what they do is they grow like a hundred thousand plants. And they breed them in different ways, grow them in different ways, see what kind of variety they get. And out of, let's say, 100,000 plants, you have the one that you like, and that one was number 83,000. So now that's its cultivar name. Is 83,746 or something like that. So that's how it gets its cultivar name. It's that number out of that large group that they were trying to get that specific genome out of. Hmm. Okay. 
That just sounds like a lot of work. (laughs) That's why I don't try to learn the Latin names. My professor was all like, okay, so you're going to try and learn all of these names right off the fucking bat. Don't do that. You will go crazy. (laughs) So you try and learn like base words like, um, uh, what is it? Melanus, which is like melanin. Like skin pigmentation. Yeah. So typically that means that the flower is going to be a darker color, right? Or like albus. Albus means white. So if albus is in the name, well, you know that that it's going to be white. Uh, Asters. Asters are like sunflowers. Aster means sun. Okay. So that kind of stuff, it kind of makes sense if you know some base words in Latin, but yeah. It's there's no point in memorizing all of the Latin names off the top of your head because that's <laughs> over a million. No, so in plants that's going to be almost a million cultivars, not including my fucking alfalfa. I mean tomatoes. <laughs> we were talking about tomatoes this whole time. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, there's no point in memorizing that. And that's just for plants. And then you got the freaking animal kingdom. Oh, yeah. And then the rock kingdom, which I learned about. Like, why would he classify rocks? Because <laughs> rocks are shiny and cool. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I am Ooh, like bird a- in the sense that I like shiny things. <laughs> I just imagine Carl Linnaeus running through a field, running his hands through the flowers and skipping <laughs> along and like bending down and going, ooh. Shiny rock. <laughs> I will name you Shiny. <laughs> and you shall be my Shiny. <laughs> and that's uh that's Carl Linnaeus, but Darwin was hilarious. So when Darwin went to uh, Darwin went to the island. Darwin. What was the name of that island that Darwin went to with all the finches? I Caymans? have no idea, maybe. That sounds right. Is it the Cayman Islands? That sounds right. Basically, Galapagos. Galapagos. He went to the Galapagos Islands. So he goes to the Galapagos Islands, and uh, Bro brings his cat Felix along with him. You know, for some company. (laughs) While he tries to document the life cycles of birds. Uh Uh-huh. Small, defenseless birds that have never met a predator their entire life. And the cat was responsible for the extinction of, like, thousands of species of birds. Wow. Next to humans, cats have caused more extinctions than than us. Yeah, cats, uh, they like to hunt. <laughs> and they're, like, they're just such good little hunters. And then you bring them, we bring them all over the place with us. And then you can, like, see when, like, humans land on this island. And then, like, all of the local birds are dead now. Because <laughs> <laughs> some cat lady brought the cat with her. <laughs> so this one cat, Felix, pretty much decimated an entire island. It was a hungry cat. <laughs> Hungry, hungry kitty. <laughs> hungry, hungry hippos, except we make the, we paint the hippos like cats and then we paint all the balls like birds. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I think we got some fun facts about Carl Linnaeus to go over. I found some funky facts here. Okay. The big one is Carl Linnaeus had a pet raccoon. Uh, the raccoon's name was Shup. Shup. Like, shut up. 
(laughs) (laughs) He brought it everywhere. It was like a shoulder cat that he would just kind of like prance around with and have on his shoulder. Um, Shut up didn't like that much. Nor did he like it when Carl Linnaeus would cut him open to see what his insides look like. Um, he did what now? (laughs) It's for science. (laughs) For science. For science. He decided that he was going to dissect his beloved pet raccoon. First of all, how do you domesticate a raccoon? It's possible there's domesticated raccoons. I... I just feel like their little claws would like. I mean, at that at that at that time though, that would be more of a feat than it is now. Yes. I mean, now it's a little easier because you know we've invaded their natural habitats, and some of them are just raised by humans because we've they've, they've got nowhere to go. So those ones I could understand seeing them being like domesticated, but <laughs> they'd be a little bit more of a feral raccoon than we're used to. <laughs> So Carl Linnaeus decided that he was going to go out and try and find mythical creatures like (laughs) unicorns and dragons and the Hydra. Um, He didn't find them, obviously, but (laughs) he was he sure as frick was going to name them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he probably already had names picked out and was just too embarrassed to release them when he realized they were not real. (laughs) (laughs) Like the Tolkien side notes, like there's a there's a deeper history into this. Yeah. So, yeah, he decided he was going to go out and name mythical creatures, which, I mean, are they really mythical? Because the thing is, is, like, humans aren't that creative. Like, you try to think about, like, a new color, can't think about a new color. So how did we come up with things like dragons and unicorns and, like, leviathans and, like, crotch goblins? I don't know. (laughs) Drugs. I feel like there had to be a basis there. I feel like it's not mythology, it's truth. And we just haven't found the proof yet. Well, I mean, you try and play a game of telephone with three people, and by the time it gets to the third person, whatever you said is not what you originally said. So, I mean, maybe a little bit of intoxication, and then just through the thousands of years... People embellish the story, and well, it was like uh, when we were talking about unicorns earlier. May I talk about unicorns? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can go off on a tangent. <laughs> so unicorns. This is what we thought's for. It's not for sentenced, sentenced, structured ideas. This is for we get high and we thought about things. Okay, so I'm like really into unicorns lately, and um, basically. People have mythos about unicorns all over the world. And that's what gets me is like these civilizations that have never had contact with each other, never seen each other, like don't know each other, all have different variations of the unicorn. So this one guy, he goes out and his name was like Odell something, goes out and does like an actual analytical search for like real proof of unicorns. And what he found was in ancient times, sometimes what people would do when a baby animal that was came from horned parents was born, it had these little horn buds on the top of it. And basically the buds weren't attached to the skull. So people would just kind of like dissect the animal and put the horns on top and then make yourself a unicorn. And it was always the leader of the pack. So... <laughs> 
there were unicorns and maybe from a distance you see like a bull that has a giant horn and you're just like what's that (laughs) what does that i see over there (laughs) it must be a mythical creature (laughs) so like you have like stories of people spreading around about unicorns or unicorns are real i mean the narwhal is real you can't discredit the narwhal yeah the narwhal is real yeah yeah so 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 i've heard yeah (laughs) my husband doesn't believe narwhals are real he's like take me on a boat we're going out to the arctic if i see a narwhal i will be 50 percent convinced (laughs) yeah (laughs) at least i believe it now (laughs) now but you were what you were how old when you found out i think i was like 15 when i learned that they were real and not just mythical creatures. <laughs> so if the narwhal exists, the unicorn exists. What if they're just aliens? Everything is aliens. Um, <laughs> I mean, every time I listen to like a podcast or like watch a TV show and there's an unexplained mystery, the solution? Aliens. Aliens. <laughs> Although last time I was I was pleasantly surprised it wasn't aliens. It was a parallel parallel dimension. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, slightly aliens, but not quite. <laughs> Watch Cherub light up at that one. <laughs> Everything is aliens. We're aliens. <laughs> I mean, if you want, if you want to know more about space, we do have a previous ramble episode where the chair got to talk about, you know, his favorite ramble topic, which we shall not name for fear of him going off. We we suspended his microphone privileges for the week so that Gorilla and Doom and myself could talk. <laughs> so he's just our sound boy today, <laughs> silently laughing in the corner. <laughs> I quite liked his uh, his touch on like the Mars mission. That was my favorite part (laughs) so really if you haven't listened to that one you're missing out you should go check it out (laughs) Ooh, i also one more fact about carl linnaeus all right we've gone back to carl linnaeus (laughs) i've circled back (laughs) i promise this podcast is about carl linnaeus in some way shape or form (laughs) he used to tell time with flowers with flowers how so well he noticed that they would like open and close at certain parts of the day and like if you ever look at anything from the astro family like sunflowers they follow the sun throughout the day right oh yeah so you can essentially use it as a time dial okay yeah it's kind of same sort of method as like a sundial so sunflower dial sunflower dial well actually what that is i don't know if i explained this in our growing episode about what happens when they actually are growing um basically the reason it looks like they follow the sun is because the shaded part whenever a plant is shaded it's actually growing when it's in light it's photosynthesizing creating food when it's dark it's actually growing yeah, I can't remember if you mentioned that during the podcast or to us beforehand, but I remember you saying this. Exactly. So when it's on the dark side, that side grows slightly faster. And so it looks like it's leaning towards the light. So the shaded side is growing faster and leaning the side, the bright side towards the light. So it looks like it's following the sun. Okay. Yeah. That's the actual science behind it. Although that could be discredited in like five years. <laughs> oh, yeah. Science is always improving. And the technology that we have to discover these things is always improving, too. That's the cool thing about science is it admits that with more information, it could be wrong. And that's okay. Oh, 
back to unicorns. <laughs> <laughs> the subplot of this podcast is unicorns. <laughs> he also um, named like everything that had one horn, like rhinos and shit. They were all called like unicorns. Yeah. They had unicorn in the name. <laughs> he essentially like popular popularized the name unicorn. <laughs> I mean, unicorns are pretty cool. <laughs> I live and breathe unicorns, man. Unicorns are the shit. <laughs> They're my, like, top five favorite mythical creature. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, say. fair. If they could, like, fart rainbows and fly, perfect animal. That's a Pegasus. <laughs> Pegasus unicorn. That's what I want. That's my dream combo. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, did you have any other fun facts about Carl and Anas or any other unicorn-related topics? Just that the last unicorn died in 1984, but that's all I'm going to say about it. All right, okay. Um, so... His name was Lancelot. <laughs> It'll forever be in my heart. <laughs> well don't worry Lancelot so long as Doom is alive you'll be remembered (laughs) never forget uh, Doom just showed us a picture of Lancelot we may have to uh, yeah (laughs) yeah. I might have to Along with our usual weekly meme that I've been posting, I will uh, I'll I'll add a photo of Lancelot for those of you that'll be curious. So, don't forget to check out our Instagram page for that. He's majestic. Yes, we must we must show the people the majestic unicorn. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> well, I think it is just going to be a shorter week or a shorter week. It ain't a shorter week. It's a shorter episode this week. Um. We had a lot of fun doing these ones. We just really wanted to do another one. Doom really wanted to come over and record one. I totally called it. Just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Linnaeus and unicorns. It's what I live for. (laughs) But uh, next week, we'll be back to our regularly uh, scheduled weed chat content. Um, And uh, I think we have a comparison for you guys next week. So look forward to that. yeah, this was our uh, Carl Linnaeus slash unicorn we thought ramble. <laughs> They're connected, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, and remember, guys, we, we thought, thought about, about it. it. <laughs> <laughs>